Hello to our Triple M family. It's your girls, Dr. Burns and Ray Scotty. We here at Medicine for the Melanated and Ms. Dotted want to thank you for tuning in to this session. We're here to help promote the advancement and awareness of mental health in the Black community. So this month's topic is on Adulting 101. We want you all to keep listening as we discuss essential life skills like domestic skills, financial skills, relationship skills, and job skills that every adult needs to know to live their best life. So before we go there, let's do a quick homework check. Last month, we challenged you guys, both our men and women listeners, to take a black man, whether it was your father, brother, significant other, their friend, co-worker, We wanted you to take them out and let them choose where you guys went. So let us know, did you do it? How did that other person feel after? How did you feel after? So there's still some time to let us know where you guys went. Let us know on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Yes, yes, make sure y'all let us know what y'all did and we're gonna go ahead and slide into our quick question of the month which is some of us grew up saying I can't wait until I'm grown and others never wanted to grow up so which were you and why I would say that I was the person that as a kid never wanted to grow up And I was always a nosy kid. That's probably why. So I was always in my parents' business. And it seemed like they had a lot going on. Between my siblings, the four of us at home, and then the two that lived outside the house, it was Mm -hmm. a lot going on with bills and all of that. So my nosy self knew all the grown folks' business, and I did not want to have anything to do with it. (laughs) <laughs> so you was already knowing yeah. yeah that's what I was sitting there while grown folks was talking I was quiet though yeah I would say that I was the type that was like I can't wait till I grow up I probably never vocalized that but I definitely wanted to just have my own space I don't like being up under people I don't like loud noises loud people loud things I like my own space where I can do what I want to do, just just operate on my own time. And I grew up really, really sheltered, so I didn't get to do a lot in terms of like experiences until I got out on my own. And I think that also contributed to it. Like, I can't wait till I get out on my own. I can't wait till I grow up. So, yeah. But I'm about ready to take that back now, because... Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking, when can I move back in with my parents? Because these bills okay. and the rest of life ain't it, honey. It's not. It's not it. So according to Huey and others, their 2020 study on Texas Tech University's Adulting 101 Real Skills for Real Life course, they labeled adulting as the practice of behaving with the characteristics of a responsible I think that's the key word responsible Mm. adult so this 
especially meant completing those everyday essential tasks such as those paying bills, mm. planning a budget, mm. cooking dinner, or doing laundry. So while they were researching to better construct that course, they also found that 70 to 80% of adolescent students with a diagnosable mental health disorder did not receive any formal life skills training. So they weren't prepared for being a productive member of society. They lacked those adaptable decision-making skills when it came to whether it was choosing their food, their economic choices, social wellnesses, communication, employment skills, their stress management, then the management with their family and personal life. So they lack all of those skills and uh, many of them found that it was difficult going through adulthood. So let's jump into our discussion um, and let's start off just by talking about the fun parts of adulthood, right? The things that we're supposed to do to enjoy ourselves, to have fun. So Burns, what do you do for fun in this new stage of adulting and do you still go out at night? Um, My fun, it consists of, I go out for some drinks, but only on the weekend. I cannot do the during the week because I fear that I won't wake up for working time. <laughs> so I do go out for drinks on the weekend. I like going to concerts, like vacationing, like going for hikes on the weekend as well. Spending time with family and friends, just watching TV mm-hmm. is what I do for fun now. So I don't go out like club clubs, but take me to a bar or a lounge and I'm there. Okay. What about you? What things do you do for fun? Um, well, right now I'm a little I'm a little low on my, my fun levels. Um, just because of school and a lot of life circumstances that just completely took over my summer. So I didn't really get to do much. I was in the house majority of the time. Literally probably about um, outside of that, I have been watching lots of Netflix and Hulu. I take my dog on a walk. Um, let's see. I love to explore. I love to travel. I want to get back started doing that again. I love going and trying new restaurants. Um, I love going to different parks and and exercising when I have time. Um, what else do I like to do? Yeah, hanging out with just friends, family. Like, I definitely would prefer going to a bar maybe over, like, a club. I'm not really a club person. I barely like going to lounges. I like to be comfortable when I go, wherever I go. Or, like, getting together at the house. Having, like, a little mm-hmm. That's my type. That's what type of time I'm, I've discovered that about myself. Um, moving to Atlanta definitely turned me into a recluse. I thought I was going to be, like, out, having fun, going out. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Not with this traffic. Not with these people. Oh yeah. I want to stay in the house. Um, and I definitely do not like going out at night anymore. It's so weird. Some of my friends that I made up here be like, "Come on, let's go after you get off work." I'm like, okay, what time? Ten. No, ma'am. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't remember the last time I've been out 
that late. Like to me, that's late. Like no, ma'am, I could be in my bed. Like no. Oh yeah, that, that's late. That's late. I have those little bursts of energy sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm like, let's go out. Like a couple of weeks ago when we were ce- um, celebrating my graduation, mm-hmm. I had my um, friends. Well, some of our line sisters came over um, mm-hmm. after dinner and we were playing games. And after we were playing the games, they were ready to go home. But I had already made <laughs> on our schedule that we were going out. So I forced them to go out with me. As you should have. It's a celebration, okay? Right. Okay, you have to drag me out the house when you come up here. Um, I'll go every now and then. I go out, but oh, I, I like other things like going to festivals up here. I haven't got to go to a lot, but like different um, wine tastings, food tastings, music festivals, things like that. Yes, those are always nice. Yes, and in the daytime, I would. That's definitely something that I've found that I like for sure. So another adulting question. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're great with time management? Do you feel like for the most part you make the most out of your day? <clears throat> so I know your answer to this. And I'm going to say that I definitely am good at time management. Mm-hmm. At a clause to that that is contingent upon what I'm doing. So with work, 100%, I'm type A, my notes are in on time. I don't like mm-hmm. it. I have a schedule doing this, this, it like I'm to the T. Um, with my homework, with things like that, I am the same way. If it's something that doesn't really need like, I don't know, um, academic performance or my work performance or something like that i am yeah. a little more lax but mm-hmm. I, like as far as like punctuality i try i like to be on time as much as possible um that's something i really care about i think i am good at, at managing my time um if you ask anybody that i work with they would definitely say uh, absolutely and i do think that i get the most out of my day so i have noticed a lot of times with school Recently, I've been reading things later. Uh huh. How I used to read them initially when we got this. Okay, let me read, read, do all these articles, read these chapters. Uh, and I noticed because I think we can kind of get away with it sometimes. The teachers just not really. Yes. Yeah, they don't ask us the questions. So I'm like, well, what am I reading for? I can get the information when I go to class. So um, it just depends on on the situation. But definitely work and school. I'm definitely good at managing my time. When I get home, all my energy is gone and I'm just kind of chilling until I fall asleep. So, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see it when you say <laughs> that you learn some of the shortcuts. And that's mm-hmm. for all for all students when you get comfortable, especially by the time you're in grad school. Yes, kind of learn some of the shortcuts. And I found that most of the things that they have you um reading when it comes to grad school like one of my classes we would have like five to ten different articles that we would have to read every week and i'm like i know she's not gonna ask us every question on all Mm -hmm. ten of these articles so i'm just gonna pick the top three and i'm gonna read those and i would always pick the shortest three exactly 
And they used to kill me doing that because not only would you read five to 10 articles for that class, you also had additional classes that you had to do, had to read for. <laughs> right. Girl. Bank professors sometimes feel like you're the only class that they, that you got. Okay. As if they were in the same position that we are in. Right. Right. Yeah, I would say for as far as time management, I have really gotten more lax than I have been in the past. I used to be really strict on time. Of course, I'm always early to places. And mm-hmm. I used to be like 30 minutes early. Now I'm closer to like 15, 10 minutes early because mm-hmm. I have learned that the other people around me are on um, their own time. Mm-hmm. So I've adjusted my time as far as that. And then at work, I have really had to learn how to manage a different type of time. Cause I'm used to a routine schedule with my um, previous jobs. Mm-hmm. And I've been in this job since January and it's very hard to come up with a routine. I have learned that and that has stressed me out in the beginning but Mm -hmm. now I'm kind of learning to manage my time to be able to go and adjust with the flow. I don't like it but I'm learning. I was about to say I know that ain't sitting well with your spirit. No it's not. (laughs) I I am 100% always thinking about what's happening next because I feel like I'm always on edge as far as my schedule. definitely not working well Hmm. so but most of the time I would say I have learned to um not stress about it by at the beginning of the day I make a plan instead of going like I normally would like week by week or month by month Mm -hmm. I'm just having to take it day by day and look at it like that yeah so looking at the day-by-day schedule and managing my time that way so it may work for some people um to instead of looking at the whole week and making a plan just look at that day and that'll definitely help with some of the stress it has helped to cut down some of the stress that i have had for sure yes take a day at a time Mm -hmm. so what about we're talking about time management how how have you been balancing your relationships and friends in adulthood dear lord (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be my response for that one I would mm, uh, well seeing as I would say I have struggled with that one adulthood in general is not just balancing um, my relationships and friendships like in between my relationship and friendship it's also mm-hmm. balancing it with work at school. Right. So now that school is done for me, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now that that part is done, it's balancing the work activities because I'm um, having to be on call on some weekends, some evenings. And then I'm so tired from work. I feel like sometimes I neglect my friends. Mm. Like if they'll call some evenings and I'm so tired from work, I don't want to answer the phone and be completely like dry. Yeah. So I'll text them and say, hey, I'll call tomorrow. 
sometimes I forget to call or sometimes they, my friends know I forget to text back. I'll, I'll text back maybe a week later if I remember and see it in my phone. Yeah. But I feel like I have definitely been neglecting some of my friends um, as far as, especially the ones that don't um, live as close mm-hmm. and I don't have time to um, visit with because they're not in the city. So I feel like sometimes I can be neglectful as far as um, friendships and not more so with my relationship because I see them almost every day and that's one of the benefits of that. But the friends that I can't see like every day or every week or even once a month, I feel like sometimes I do neglect those friends. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do have you communicated to them like how much energy school and work is taken out of you? How tired you have been after work and things like that? Definitely. And I feel like some of them, well, most almost all of them have been very understanding with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how about you? How about you? How have you been balancing your relationships and friendships? I feel like I, because in the same boat as you with school and work, working 40 hours a week, being full-time in a a research-based PhD program, and having friends and being in a relationship is a lot. My issue is I thrive when I'm I'm busy because I don't have to focus on myself. Right. So... Then I'm checking in on other people, texting friends, being present in my relationship, throwing myself into work, throwing myself into school. And I think that being as busy as I am now, it has impacted my relationships. I mean, my friendships, not so much my relationship, kind of like you, because I do um, see and talk to him a lot. Um, however, like when I ha- when I do see him and it's in the middle of the semester, I usually have my laptop up and I'm typing or I'm reading so in that regard, I think that it does impact it. But we right. have an understanding that, you know, I'm busy. I have to get this done. And he's aware and he's okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my friendships, kind of like you, like moving away from majority of my friends um, in Alabama, my family in Alabama. Um, I don't get to see a lot of people. And then I've had, a, like I said, a lot of stuff came up this summer that made me just kind of, I was in the house for, for months, not going nowhere. Um, so aside from like texting people, I feel like I probably could do better at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I do feel like a lot of my friends understand the circumstances and how busy I have been um, with just school life, just being an adult. What right. we're talking about now. So, yeah, I could do better, and um, I feel like I am doing the best that I can right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, friends come and go, and sometimes it's just that season where, you know, you lose friends sometimes, and I think that's a part of adulthood, too, where you outgrow people, outgrow things. Most definitely. That definitely is. So, with... Some of the friends that you have now, where did you meet most of those friends? Um, majority of my friends, and I have a small circle. 
met almost every one of all of my close friends at, at JSU, I think. Go Gamecock. Okay. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone at JSU. Yep. Good old uh, JSU through our sorority, through just different organizations that I was in. Yeah, I made some pretty good, I feel like, lifelong um, friendships. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I would say aside from college, mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends from high school, actually. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my friends that aren't from college, because the majority of them are from college, like you said, different organizations, sorority, but the rest are all from high school. Wow. I don't think I have, and I even have some from middle school. I have a couple from middle school, but I don't have any, well, I'll take that back. Because my friend, I do have a great friend from one of my jobs since I graduated undergrad. So mm-hmm. I have one friend from my workplace. Okay. I would say that would be the place where I don't find many friends is on the job. Yeah. But I do have a great friend from one of my previous jobs. Okay. Okay. That's that's crazy. Um you see, you have a lot of your friendship in high school and middle school, and I don't think I didn't really make a lot of friends. I knew a lot of people. Um, I was involved a lot in high school, but high school just was not a good time for me. Middle school either. Um, there weren't a lot of people that looked like me. Um, there were, and the ones that did, like other black women, other black girls in high school that looked like me, uh, we were kind of put against each other. Like there could only be one of us in this organization there can only be one of us in that organization only one of us can be the smartest one can be the best one can be yeah I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. I now that I think about it I do notice that I went to two different high schools um the first high school that I went to for uh, my freshman and sophomore year it was a primarily black school and i went to um middle school with a lot of them because mm-hmm. it was a um gifted school for the children in all of the district mm-hmm. the middle school that i went to and the high school that i went to for freshman and sophomore year and my last two years we moved out of the district and mm-hmm. i transferred to a primarily white school and I would say all of my friends that I said were from high school I do remember all of them are from that primarily black school so there definitely was a difference and how I felt welcome in the two different schools and how I felt like I was a part of a community in the two different schools definitely was a difference yeah that's definitely I I I agree with that I think I missed out on having like that, that, I don't know, that experience with high school with people that I could see myself in that were experiencing some of the same things I was going through. Like you said, the welcoming aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I do, I do think what race majority of the people that you went to high school with or school in general can definitely impact 
your friendships. Not always, but a lot of the times. What about work? Have you found any friends like at work or has that been difficult for you any? Um, I would say I typically make a lot of friends when I'm at work. Um, even when they're not necessarily in the same age bracket as me. Mm-hmm. I tend to make a lot of a lot of friends. Like one one person I work with right now, we actually went to JSU and got a master's together. We are in the same doctoral program now and we work together. So we're pretty cool, good friends. Um, I I think I, I would consider a couple others my friends, not like texting after, mm-hmm. after work, but we, you know, kiki at work and stuff like that. And then I have another friend from my previous job when I was living in Alabama. And um, we still check in on each other. Um, not just on like the birthdays and the holidays. We, hey, how you doing? How's school? Good. Hey, how you doing? How's work? How's your kids? How's that? Like we, we pretty good friends, I would say. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think I have too much of a hard time making friends at work most of the time. That's good. I might, I may need to take some tips from you then. (laughs) (laughs) I can help you out a little bit, girl. (laughs) So since we're on the topic of have you lost any friends in this phase of life? Uh, as far as friends that I really care about, I would say one. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like um, you mentioned previously because our lives were just growing into different paths as far as our goals what was important like me right now is definitely my career having a family mm-hmm. and I think more so hers was being free and traveling the world mm-hmm. gaining her independence for her so she's not worried about kids and responsibilities that way she's not worried about uh, getting married Mm-hmm. not worrying about a real career she really wanted to um, go off and kind of see the adventures of life without a whole bunch of responsibilities okay okay so that part I would see where we grew apart there yeah yeah that's tough um, I think that I have lost maybe one or two friends mm-hmm I'll say I'll say in like a time frame in the past like five years. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just based on kind of like what we talked about earlier, just being in two different seasons. Um, I think that being in therapy myself has helped me like become more self-aware, mm-hmm. help me express myself, communicate. Uh, be accepting of my own emotions how I'm feeling and how I interact with other people and when you go through stuff like that when you're improving yourself when you're becoming um so when you're self-actualizing and becoming more aware and other people in your circle aren't it can be very hard to stay in that place right people are continuing to be in the same behaviors um that they've been demonstrating for years they're not growing Mm -hmm. 
And so then that's where conflict comes in. Um, and so all you can do is push people, encourage people um, to to be the best of them. And I think it's just I think it's just natural. You just you grow apart for people. You change, they change. We're not meant to stay the same um, our entire lives. And when we change, you you start gravitating towards other people. Um, and maybe you can come back together. Maybe you can come back together with your friend. And maybe I eventually will come back into um, the same place with some uh, or one of the friends that I've lost. But I think it's natural, and I'm kind of okay with the place that we're in. Yeah, that's one of the things that you learn as adulting is to accept that. And you also learn that it doesn't have to end badly. I think one of the biggest things with even with um, romantic relationships, aside from friendships, Mm -hmm. you learn that things don't have to be or have like a dramatic or toxic ending. Right to say that it's over so that's a healthy thing that comes with adulting mm-hmm. absolutely so another skill in adulting is employment mm. that's one of the biggest things that we've been talking about balancing that with everything else and that's one of my specialties now mm-hmm. that I'm um, an employment coordinator mm-hmm for individuals with um, disabilities and especially those with uh, intellectual disabilities. So my question to you is who taught you how to write a resume? Who worked on you with your interview skills? If anybody, growing up or as an adult? Yes. Um, I would say I learned how to do a resume and I'm trying to think back when I first did one. I know it was in, in um, grad I mean, not grad school. I know it was in undergrad. Um, and I was in Alpha, <clears throat> Alpha Kappa Psi Professional Business Fraternity. And we did a lot of resume writing, resume building, um, taking on business skills, interview skills. And so I did pick up some things there. And then other than that, I definitely would say YouTube University. Amen. Google. Um, and that's where I really, really got like the bulk of of how to write and what I need to put on my cover letter, my interview, I mean, my um, resume, questions that I need to be prepared for in interviews. Girl, I remember one time I had an interview. <laughs> I had an interview and... This was at one, like, I think this was like one of my first big girl jobs. Like I was working at the movie theater for a little while. And then I went to a bank. I ended up working as a teller. But before I got that teller job, I had an interview for another teller job. And she was like, okay, so tell me about, tell me a little bit about yourself. And so now I know you start out with what you currently are doing, your background, education, experience, things like that. Right. I told this woman. I told this woman that I was single, no kids. (laughs) (laughs) You started talking about your personal life. Girl, I did. And I was like, and so, I mean, the interview didn't last that long. And I just kept like, why didn't I get that job? And then the more I thought about it, after I started really looking into it and researching interviews, I was like, duh, she asked me about all of that. Like, I was so embarrassed. But yeah, it took me a while to, to figure out 
how to write a resume interview skills but definitely the internet um helped me out what about you who taught you how to write a resume prepare for an interview cover letter all that good stuff before I got into my master's program, because that's what my part of my counseling focus was vocational. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot in teaching other people how to um, complete their resume and their interview skills. Mm-hmm. But before then, I think the first time that I really worked on my resume and interview skills was in a class that I took in high school can't remember the name of the class but we did go over resume writing a few interviews like basic interview skills so that's why I learned like the entry level stuff but then again I really dove deep into it in my masters on the vocational side yeah and that just shows how needed it is like people just you can't just go into interview or you don't just grow up knowing how to put a resume together, put, you know, um, a cover letter together, how to go into an interview. I think, you know, that that school, that class that you had in high school, some good stuff. Yeah, because resumes, along with, you know, job applications are very important. They can stop you from getting a job before you even go to the interview. So a lot of people don't understand that what you put on your resume or job application can get you in the door exactly and while we're talking about getting in the door let's talk about job satisfaction so wondering how does job satisfaction impact your mental health (sighs) (laughs) i would say that's one of the biggest things with my mental health Because it can cause or alleviate a lot of my stress for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, the number one thing that I've noticed what causes my stress is um, my fa- finances. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly associated with my job. So, um, if I feel like my finances are um, where I want them to be, then I'm more comfortable and more satisfied with the job and I'm less stressed about it. Mm-hmm. But if they're not, then I'm more stressed at home mm-hmm. and in the workplace. So my finances line up with the job. Right. Like I've been able to put up with a lot on a job because of what they may have been paying me. Yeah, I feel like I'm less able to put up with a lot of stuff when I'm not getting compensated for it. Yes. Like if I'm having to work extra hours, if I'm being properly compensated, then I'm more satisfied. If I'm having to do, you know, a long list of tasks, if I'm being properly compensated for it, then I'm less stressed because outside of work, I can afford to go get my nails done and go on vacation, go for a drink, those type of things. Mm-hmm. So mine really a lot aligns my job satisfaction with not just the workload, not just what I'm doing, but also the financial compensation. Right. And that all impacts the stress level for my mental health. Yeah. So if I'm paid well, 
I can put up with a lot more and I'm less stressed. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Because money goes a long way, especially being in this place that we're in now, politically, uh, economically. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. What about you? How does your job satisfaction impact your mental health? So I would say I definitely agree um, that the amount that I'm making does play a part in my mental health, but not as much as how well I'm performing at the job. Mm-hmm. So like, if I feel like I'm not doing good at the job, then I take that home with me and I just kind of think about it in my anxious mind, just what am I doing? Do this right, what happened? Um, and I kind of take that to work the next day. So, and then, and then it also depends on how much of a workload I have mm-hmm. that impacts how I feel about the job, how satisfied I am. If I feel like I can't catch up and I'm like drowning underwater because of the amount of work that I'm doing, um, the amount of patients I have on my schedule that day, the amount of treatment plan updates I have to do, insurance reviews, um, aftercare. Mm-hmm. I can't get that done in a timely fashion because I am so type A when it comes to stuff like that at work. Then that definitely takes a toll on me. And then I'm, I'm starting to feel burnout and now I don't want to do nothing. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely important to have you know you want to get give quality work because that's where a lot of my pride is um the work that i do and how well i do it that kind of is in alignment with um i don't want to say my identity but i feel like that represents me who i am and so if i feel like i'm not doing good at work then i'm i take that home and so it kind of impacts how i'm thinking how i'm feeling how i'm sleeping um, it hasn't always been like that, but since I've gotten into like my career field and I actually I'm doing stuff that I care about, then that definitely um, started playing a part differently. Used to be I was like I don't I do not care I don't care what I'm doing I'm getting paid let's go I would still do quality work but it didn't bother me as much as as like how it could do now. So in connection to job satisfaction, and I talked about pay and financial compensation, Mm -hmm. do you think you have a good handle on your finances? That's one of the biggest things with adults. Do you think you're able to stick to budgets well? And did you know a lot about establishing credit? When you entered into adulthood? So, I will say, I don't use a budget. Mm-hmm. But that's one of my goals to start. I ain't gonna say that. You know, I'm taking it back. No, I'm not. That's not one of my goals. My parents keep telling me to do a budget. Uh-huh. But I just don't have the mental capacity to sit down and make myself do it. Like, I'm just like, mm. So have I written out all my bills and my income and things like that? Yes. Um, Recently, actually, but like sticking within like a strict budget or like going back and putting in 
what I'm doing or taking this out and things like that. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to do that, but I feel like I also manage my money pretty well. Yeah. Like, I know how to chill. I know how to sit down. Um, I know how to to manage it pretty well without a budget. I could probably be a little better with a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, as far as establishing credit, I didn't really know that much about credit. It was just kind of like get a credit card and then you would do what you can do. But my parents talked to me about you don't need to be getting a whole lot of credit cards. That's the worst thing you can do. You get a lot of credit card debt. If you're going to use it, just gas and groceries. Um, and of course, I learned my lesson with that for sure. Um, but no, I didn't learn a lot about establishing credit. What would you say um, how you are with your finances? I used to be really well mm-hmm. with um, handling my finances. But since I moved back um, to Birmingham, and I always like to say my rent has doubled from when I lived in Gadsden, mm-hmm. and it has almost exactly doubled from when I lived in Gadsden, mm. I've had a hard time with sticking to my budget. I've always had a budget. Mm-hmm. I'm that person that has every single bill listed. I even had a budget for like my recreation, how much I would spend on going out to eat, how much I would spend when I was with friends. I had a whole right. budget on that. Lately, I have not been sticking to it. Mm, okay. And I have noticed that not sticking to my budget has hurt my finances as far as going along the credit line. Mm-hmm. Because if I see something, I'm like, I worked hard for it. Yeah. So I should be able to get, I wouldn't even say, I don't buy off like purses or anything like that. It's usually going out the extra day for mm-hmm. food with friends. Cause that's one of my favorite things. Like you said, trying new restaurants. Yeah. So usually that's one of my things is going out and trying a new restaurant with a friend. So I'm like, I can go out this day even though I'm already over my budget. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the toughest things that I found is managing, having fun and enjoying myself because I felt like I worked hard for it. Right. With staying on top of my budget. Well, tell me where you, like you, what do you use to make your budget? That way maybe I can get into it. Do you use just like an Excel spreadsheet? I use a app called Listonic, and it's basically an app just for lists. Like I have my grocery list on there, mm-hmm. and then like a list of my bills. And I can see on there, I create every paycheck, a list where it allows me to transfer my bills to there, and then I'll add. Once I pay the bill, I just check it off the list, and then any recreational money okay i just add that to that list okay is it user nothing too demanding nothing too tough okay okay sound like something i might have to check out so let's talk about this we're on the topic of finances this student loan forgiveness that president biden gave us so what do you think about the student loan forgiveness that will impact us 
um, specifically Black millennials and Gen Z? Uh, I'm gonna start off by saying I've been seeing these um, funny memes and other things about the people that said, "Well, I'm glad they forgave y'all loans because I went paying mine off in the first." Mm-hmm. <laughs> from <laughs> from somebody with a large amount of student loans, especially since I just completed my doctorate. Right. That's something that I have struggled with the thought of um, is those payments. Right. I have watched other people um, avoid those payments without talking to their um, loan officers and their wages get garnished. Mm. And then I have watched people who communicated appropriately with their loan officer and deferred their loans. And then I've watched other people who have just made monthly payments based on their income. Mm -hmm. So I think the loan forgiveness is great, but it's not enough. Thinking of the amount, even for me, I know the um, Pell Grant for for the individuals who receive Pell Grant, the twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars is a small percentage of what I still owe. Yeah. And for some individuals, that may be enough. For a lot of individuals who did not complete, so did not go their whole um, four years in undergrad or maybe have went to a community college and only received their associates, it may be enough. Mm-hmm. But for those who have obtained their master's, their graduate degrees, it's definitely not enough. Yeah, I agree with that. I, first, I was so thankful. I was like, okay, like this is awesome. However, like you mentioned earlier, this is just like a, a penny in a bucket um, for student loans that um, I have to pay off once I finish my PhD. And so I'm just hoping that this is just like a start to something that the next administration or whoever gets in the office will continue and just do another, another 10 here, another 20 there, another, you know, 50, just keep on raising it. Cause that's where like a lot of us new millennials and Gen Z people that are voting are at like if you can provide us with something to improve our quality of life take this stress of stress off of us where we're thinking about paying these student loans back where we can open up some of that financial um freedom and begin purchasing homes and cars and investing and things like that we can't do that right now because we're in this financial um bondage of some sorts because of student loans um, especially I feel like a lot of black people have incurred a lot of student loans because for years, you know, we've been told get an education, get an education, get an education. That's your way out. That's your way to become something, to do better, um, to not be struggling all the time, but no one really ever talked about the, the loans that come with that and, and that right. time that you're going to be paying that off. And now we have all these degrees and people still aren't paying people with uh, the education accordingly so it's, it's very stressful 
Yeah, I saw a status um, yesterday that said individuals with graduate degrees should not be fighting to make six figures. Okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Especially with a doctorate degree, definitely should not be fighting to make six figures. Plain and simple. You but it's happening all the time and not just in Alabama and Georgia. So finances, that's a big thing that I have learned with adulting. Um, one of the biggest things that I have taken away and one of the things that I love about my um, group of friends on that I have on social media is I get to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. I am very thankful to have um, one of my fellow classmates who is now currently a financial advisor. Okay. So I am going to plug his services here. Don't plug it. Yes. So I was trying to remember his name. I'm going to have to edit that part out. (laughs) What is Davin's last name? Davin. I'm going to have to um, remember his last name. Davin. And he's married to my high school friend. That's awesome. I just I I just looked up the text message where he texts me about his program. Davin Jones with Jones. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. So I have a um classmate who is currently a financial advisor, Davin Jones who is open to helping as many people as possible. I know I talked to him a few months ago and at that moment, I was just getting into my workplace and getting comfortable. So I feel like that's one of the places that he can help once you have um, your income, a steady flow income is he's great at telling you um, where or suggesting where to um, invest, rebudget, all of those things. So it's okay to get a financial advisor. A lot of us don't know information about investing, about credit, really. And some of those services are free. So one of the biggest things we can do is take a free handout. Yes. So aside from financial skills, you know, those life balancing skills, relationship skills, there's also skills in domestic, like doing laundry, cooking. Another one, car maintenance, a big one. Right. A big thing we need to know as adults. My question for you, do you know when to rotate your tires, replace your windshield wipers, change your oil. Is that something that you know? Or when, if you do know, were you taught? Uh, no. Absolutely not. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars, car maintenance, anything. I normally call my daddy. 
and my daddy does whatever he needs to do to help me or he tells me whatever I need to know to get it to get it situated um so if my car light don't come on and say you need an oil change or <laughs> if my windshield wipers ain't scrubbing on on the thing then we just we're gonna ride until something tell me that I need to stop and take it somewhere else and that is horrible so yeah I, I definitely have some room for improvement on that end what about you how are you with I would say I have definitely gotten better and that's one of the things I said I'm done with school I'm always learning and interested in areas I mentioned bartending classes before but I have also considered going and learning some classes on being a mechanic wow okay okay I really have considered that um if y'all see my tires right now <laughs> I'm be embarrassed they no. three out of the four are bald heads I oh must my say. god yes yeah, so- the bus drivers at the college, I guess I was parked near where the bus portal is, and he uh-huh. looked at my tires, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to suggest a tire place for you to go real soon, because it's not uh-huh. safe for you to be driving from Birmingham to Tuscaloosa with those tires. Oh, hey, especially when it's been raining a lot lately. Yes, Yeah. So, tires, I'm learning about that. Um, I know how to replace my windshield wipers. Okay. And another thing I learned from YouTube University, I know how to change my headlights. What? Yes, I learned it from YouTube. They took me step by step and I did it. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. So, I'm learning things. YouTube definitely helped. YouTube has all the things. Like, mm-hmm. YouTube is very resourceful. Um, I don't know that I would get on there and change my own headlight, though. Because <laughs> I'm one that let me pull. I will pay you for it, labor. I do not want to do it. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. I think I saw at the time, it's been a couple years since it went out. Probably like two years exactly since um, one of my headlights went out that I changed it. But at the time, I think the cost was close to like $200. And I was like, yeah, I ain't got that. For a headlight? It's because of where mine is located. And you have to like, most people, you can go through the top and change it. Mine, you have to go through the bottom. Oh, girl. So I did it myself. That's wild. Like, that's wild. I would have did it myself, too. Mm-hmm. For the Lolo. For the free ski. All right. So, we're going to go into our takeaways and homework. Um, I would think that my biggest takeaway is just having this conversation aloud. Just seeing that you and I connected on this and I'm wondering if our listeners will connect and see if they are feeling anything similar to how we are feeling and the things that we're going through um, as we grow into our adulthood Um, another takeaway I have is just talking about the loan forgiveness Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think that people really see how much 
loans, impacts, just the, everyone that has them, um, especially with these, with the millennials, you and I, um, and then Gen Z, um, what that does to us financially, because no one really talks about student loans. Like no one goes around and shows how much student loan debt they're in. I feel like if we started doing like, you know how we decorate our caps when we graduate? Uh-huh. We start putting our loan number on there. Oh, girl. That's a great idea. Okay. And letting people see how much people are really walking around with this dark cloud over their head, then that can bring a whole lot more awareness because some people think, you know, oh, 10,000 is a lot. It's a lot. You know, that'd be, I mean, and it is. It's a good amount. However, that's, that's not enough. And like a lot of people said, have said, that doesn't even take on or take into account the, um, the interest the interest rate exactly so yeah we're gonna have to come a little harder than that that's my takeaway what about you my takeaway is the conversation Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of us haven't had the conversations about the domestic financial relationship job skills Mm -hmm. with each other as an adult or growing up you know as a teenager a child so it's going to be important for us all of us to have that conversation with our children right our nieces nephews cousins to have these conversations don't wait until they're adults to have these conversations that's my takeaway Children can comprehend a lot more than what we give them credit for. Right. And it's not putting stress on them before they need it, but it's preparing them for what's to come. Right. Being proactive. Yes. So we got to take the responsibility now that we're more educated. Mm-hmm. on these essential life skills and pass it on. So don't right. hog the skills you know and for the skills that you don't know, get them from a friend, get them from a family member. Mm-hmm. If you have to, go and pay to learn those skills because right. overall you'll benefit the future be- the future generations will benefit from it as well. Absolutely. And that's what we're here for. Yes. So, everybody, go out and have that conversation. We're going to give you guys some homework. This month, we want you guys to be encouraged. We want to encourage you to learn a new life skill. Whether it's cooking, a new meal, learning about investing, meeting new people, improving your resume, whatever it is, we want you guys to learn one of those new skills that we talked about. Mm -hmm. So let us know when you've completed this task. You can DM us or comment on one of our social media pages at Melanated and Misguided that you have completed this assignment. So we can't wait to read all about the new skills our listeners learn. I'm excited about that. Yes, me too. Spreading our knowledge to each other really does help 
just invest in the black community and that's mm-hmm. voting um so of course we're going to recommend a local black therapist while we're here and our therapist of the month is established in is in new orleans louisiana so we have lots and lots and lots of listeners all over the country outside of the country so we are broadening our horizons and we are providing different resources um, in different locations and this month it's in good old nola it comes from psychology today's website so if you want to check that out you can search and use their database to find other um, therapists and mental health professionals in your community um, for yourself they go by the name Bradford Hill. Credentials are DSW, LCSW, and a BACS. The website is www.bachtcs.com of Bach Therapeutic Counseling Services. And they offer in office and online therapy. There's a phone number for you to contact them if you are looking for services for them at 504-579-8307. And they specialize in career counseling, developing coping skills, family conflict, stress management, individual and couples counseling. So make sure you check them out. Reach out if you can. Again, they offer online services and in-person services as well bradford hill thank you so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to adulting 101 Mm -hmm. so go ahead and subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend and another one and another one so we are on this mission to uplift the black community and we want you to join in with us yes and don't forget to follow medicine for the melanated and misguided on facebook and instagram at melanated and misguided and on twitter at medicine four with the number four the mm that's at medicine the number four the mm so you can be the first to know about the different topics that we talk about and we promote each wednesday so until next time take care